ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Friday, June 22nd edition. It's your drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Going to open the phone lines up for you the entire hour. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Thanks for being part of the Friday edition of the show. Yesterday, of course, NBA draft. I'm still not sure where LeBron's going after the draft. I thought I'd get a little insight on what the Lakers... Cavaliers and all the other major players would be doing to maybe strengthen their bid for LeBron James. I didn't get that. I figured out after the first round, Javon Carter got drafted. I thought, okay, that's a good pick for him. Second round, he's going to Memphis. He's going to make that team instantly better. All right, I'm good. I've got everything I need out of the draft. And I didn't get what I wanted. I just wanted some clear insight. All right. Who's shaping up to be a good destination for LeBron James? And, you know, I probably was kidding myself thinking I would at least get a little bit more out of the NBA draft than most. However, um, I think the Philadelphia 76ers, I'm not sure if they won or lost. Not feeling what they were doing last night. I think Phoenix did fine. New York Knicks, um, I don't think that team's going to get any better. So we'll break down the draft Take your phone calls, get into what's happening. We've got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. Uh, the Pirates taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, second game, four game series. Uh, Diamondbacks won their last game against the Pirates 9 3. Uh, Diamondbacks had 10 hits, five walks, two home runs, and left 17 on the base. That's a lot. Pirates had eight hits, four walks. Uh, left 14 on base. So we'll have the Pirates for you coming up tonight. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got baseball all weekend long, and um, I'll tell you what. It's, um, it's that time of year. It is that time of year where things are just in that transition phase. Right now, the NBA draft is over, so we can analyze that. We've got World Cup. Not feeling that today. Sorry. Still not your destination for World Cup coverage. But I've got some stuff I'm going to get into with you a little bit later on. Um, I'm focusing on FAU today. Of course, FAU's the, the new kid on the block, the bully on the block now. It's the school that you have to beat. This is the team. Marshall's not the kid that you have to beat now. It's FAU. Marshall's trying to get to the point where they're the kid on the block. Like there were in the MAC where it was, you got to go through Marshall. The Conference USA Championship goes through FAU. And there's a couple interesting stories uh, I want to get into with you today about that. Uh, one, talking about the, I guess, the new vision that FAU has as far as their fans are concerned. And that's really interesting. I was reading a little bit of this today from the Sun Sentinel, and we're going to get into that in a couple of segments because um, I want to take some time just to digest this with you, uh, the attitude that FAU has towards the fans. They need fans. They need fan support. They haven't been really the priority where they're at. Here in Huntington, Marshall is 
Marshall's the thing. As far as sports are concerned, Marshall's the thing. However, as Mike Hamrick has said many times, Marshall's athletic director has the best fans in the world, just doesn't have enough of them. And that's a big problem for FAU. Just don't have enough fans. Things are improving for them, but they've got some ideas on how to overturn that. And I think focusing on football the way they have and really making the little things important, like concession prices, make it fun, family, affordable. You can take the kids now. You're not going to have to take out that much from the bank. You're not going to break the bank. You go to an FAU game and – there's a concession option for you. I thought that was uh, really genius on their part. And so they're working on some things to really make it uh, more of a community involvement initiative. So we'll get into that, of course. I definitely want to break down the Lane Kiffin contract. He's got some interesting stipulations here. So FAU, Lane Kiffin, the Lane train continues. And honestly, Ever since Lane got into Conference USA, I have been nothing but on board with this, even though uh, they beat Marshall, even though they won the Conference USA championship. Marshall did not. I think Lane has brought so much to Conference USA, and I just can't wait to see where the Lane train takes Conference USA next. That's the excitement here. It makes Conference USA exciting, does it not? I mean... Lane's a personality. Lane Kiffin is outgoing. He's personable. He's vibrant. He's fun. He's a personality. I mean, you It's a cult of Lane Kiffin, really. And that's all right. That's not a bad thing, especially at an FAU where you need something to latch on to. And I think the cult of Lane Kiffin has really worked wonders for what they're trying to do with FAU. I mean, they're in Florida. They should be able to, to draw a circle around a large radius. A large radius. This is draw a circle around the campus and say, all right, nothing gets out of this circle. The best talent, nothing gets out. We get it all. I think they've got the right plan. It's going to be interesting to see what they do for the encore. And the contract is interesting. We'll break that down. Of course, as I mentioned, NBA draft still couldn't figure out what was going on as far as the LeBron James lottery 2018. LeBron James watch, whatever you want to call it. But really, the draft wasn't as entertaining as Twitter last night. Twitter was more interesting if you follow certain beat reporters, certain guys. Now, everybody agreed last night, hey, we're not going to break anything as far as uh, if we know who's going to get picked, we're not going to do anything until after the pick. So if we know something, we got something, we're not going to say it because that's going to spoil it for everybody else, the viewing audience at home, because we all care that Adam Silver was ready to announce that pick. We were just waiting. We didn't want spoilers whatsoever. Um, the memo didn't get out to certain people. Certain people working for the worldwide leader, uh, it didn't get to them. Adrian Wojnarowski, for example. Now, Woj, Woj is your guy. If you're going to go bring a guy up on your stage, 
to the draft, and you got your crew here, you got people who are breaking things down. How's this player valuable? What's he bring? Why this is a good pick? Maybe why is this a good fit? Why does this pick not work? Maybe this team should have gone somewhere else as far as a need versus best on the board. All of that. You bring a lot of people in. Now, Woj, on the other hand, because, well, he's a machine. He is a news-breaking machine. That's what he does. He's, he's a pit bull. He's a, he's a dog that will just sink in and just bring you something. And you're like, how do you get that? Well, because he's, he's a hunting dog. He's a pit bull. I don't know how to describe him. He's just a machine. And he's a guy, he's way ahead of everybody else. He's got the info. Now, you know, everybody agreed. Okay, you know, we're not going to ruin this now. No, that's not the case. Woj, on the other hand, he didn't, he didn't ruin anything. But he used his superior verbal skills and his superior intellect and his superior grammar to run circles around the NBA and avoid all the, um, all the traps that were laid before him. So, you know how he did this? He used um, he used the English language very well. So he went against what was the spirit of not tipping picks, and he just did the opposite. He tipped every pick he possibly could. So. If you were following Twitter, you knew what was happening before the announcement was made. Like, for example, he broke it down um, with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And he used such great languages. Memphis is locked in on selecting Jaron Jackson Jr. League sources tell ESPN. Not that this is their pick. It's, hey, they're locked in on this. This is who they're locked in right, right now. Okay, didn't say that was their pick. All right. Another one, Orlando is focused on selecting Texas center Mobamba with the sixth pick. League sources tell ESPN. Again, didn't say they're going to pick Mobamba, but they're focusing on selecting. See where I'm going here? Chicago is zeroing in on Wendell Carter with the seventh overall pick. League sources tell ESPN. Zeroing. Not we're going to pick him. Not we're going to take him. Not any of that. No, they're zeroing in. They're zeroing in. They're locking in. They're focused on. Um, Again, Kevin Knox. New York has been focused on Kentucky's Kevin Knox with the ninth pick. Sources. Uh, Sources. Sixers are targeting Villanova's uh, Michael Bridges with the number 10 pick. Denver has been seriously considering Michael Porter Jr. with the 14th, uh, number 14 pick league sources tell ESPN. Uh, they're deciding now. I mean, that was crazy how he just locked in on everything. Uh, here's one of my favorites. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers are selecting Jerome Robinson with the uh, number 13 pick in the NBA draft. Uh, that was somebody else, uh, Shams Charana from Yahoo!, just to outline the difference. I mean, he just flat out did it. Um, they're selecting. No, Woj was like, oh, no. I have a much better grasp of the English language. I have a better 
better word selection. He probably had a thesaurus uh, right next to the computer. He probably had a physical thesaurus. It's a copy of it. He's looking for, for words to, to make sure that he didn't get in trouble. Well played, sir. Well played. Uh, when we come back, we'll get you caught up on the contract deals of the lane train at FAU. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the June 22nd edition of Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are in the days of summer now. Counting us down to get back to football. Then basketball. Looking forward to those times. But uh, until then, the stuff in the middle is pretty fun to keep up with. Especially FAU. I give them credit. They have been giving me so much this week. I, I personally want to thank Lane Kiffin and FAU for giving me stuff this week to talk about because it just doesn't get old. It never gets old when he comes to the Lane train. And he gets a six-year extension. He makes the verbal agreement. Six-year extension. He's going to hang out, be at Florida Atlantic until 2027. And it's signed. It's deal. It's done. Now, the base isn't that big. The base figure isn't where the interesting parts are of this contract. It's the bonuses. It's the things that if the lane train can get the express rolling in the right direction in certain areas, he's going to make some money. Now, I want to thank the Palm Beach Post. They got a contact. I mean, they got a copy of the contract. And the base salary is $950,000. That's not going to change. Though a retention bonus of $50,000 has been added to the contract. The new contract also gives incentives for FAU making the Conference USA title game, losing the championship game, but receiving an at-large bowl bid, and winning the title game. So, right now, let's just say that if FAU makes the Conference USA title game, the bonus here is $20,000. If he loses the championship game but receives an at-large bid, uh, $10,000. And winning the title game is $40,000. So that's pretty good. Making the game, you get $20,000. You lose the game, but you get an at-large bowl bid, $10,000. And you win the title game, you get forty thousand. That's a nice change right there. And of course, a lot of people think maybe FAU is going to repeat because they absolutely devastated North Texas, forty-one seventeen. I mean, absolutely just took them out and just stomped them. And then they beat up on poor Akron, fifty to three in the Boca Raton Bowl. They were eleven and three, and. The last three seasons before the lane train, they won nine games total. Yeah, I'm excited about Lane Kiffin, too, if I'm FAU. Now, here's some more interesting figures. If FAU makes the college football playoff, FAU in the college football playoff, Lane Kiffin would earn an extra $100,000. I don't see that happening. 
but it's there. Stranger things have happened. Now, Lane Kiffin is going to be a million dollars richer if FAU would win a national championship. His original contract had at only at 700000 so they've upped that. Now, if Lane wins the national championship, he gets a million. Now, if they go undefeated, do they declare themselves national champions the way that Central Florida has? Can Lane make that declaration and go, hey, we're undefeated. We're national champs. Give me my million. Does that conversation happen anywhere? Do they even do that, declare themselves the, the national champs if they're going undefeated? Again, Central Florida did it. It's vogue now. All right. Here's, um, here's some more numbers. If, um, if Lane makes the college football playoff semifinals game, he gets $250,000. And just making the title game, even if the Owls lose, that's another 500000 Those are some crazy numbers. I don't see this ever happening for FAU, but again, you know, the lane train could be off and running. Here's some other bonuses. If FAU ends the season ranked in the top 25, that's $50,000 right there. Lane gets in his pocket. Now, if the team ends in the top 10, that's $100,000. So top 10, $100,000 in your pocket. If FAU finishes three straight seasons as a top 10 team, $1 million. So you do it three times in a row, $1 million going in your pocket. I mean, after all, FAU, they did get some ranking in the uh, the polls. If I like this one. If the football team finishes with an academic progress rate of 940 or better, um, Kiffin earns an extra $10,000. And up to $250,000 if FAU finishes with a top 10 national APR for three consecutive seasons. So in other words, you want to make some money, make sure the kids hit the books and perform academically. Again, it could happen. That's a goal that could be achieved. That one's probably easier than making the national championship game. Getting your kid excel in the classroom. That's easy. Get them in there and um, help them, guide them, get the kids that want to come in and learn, build your program. Yeah, you can make that. You can make some cash like that. That's um, that's an interesting contract there. He comes in. All of a sudden, they win Conference USA. They go out, win their bowl game, even though it's their home game they win. And the lane train is rolling. People are on board with the lane train. And to the point that right now FAU is like, okay, um, we're, we're not getting rid of you anytime soon. We're keeping you. So what's the kicker here? What, what else is in this thing? Well, there's a buyout. Now, buyouts, uh, buyout will decrease over time, but there's a buyout. If you want, you want to take a crack at the lane train, you want to bring him to your school, what's that going to cost you? Well, right now, the lane train will cost you $2 million. 
You want the lane train? Two million, my friends. That's the buyout right now. So contract goes up, the buyout goes up as well. I'm sure I'm pretty sure. I am absolutely sure that any school that goes after Lane wants Lane. If he is that successful and anybody wants a piece of Lane, two million is not going to be a problem. They're going to drop that easy. They'll get you your two million and you'll have Lane Kiffin as your new coach. But maybe he likes it at FAU. The fact that he's building something, that he's got a program with a lot of potential, maybe the stress of being the head coach at FAU is not as bad as being a head coach in a Power 5 school. Maybe he likes the fact that I could be one of these teams that come out of nowhere and win a lot of games. I'll make a lot of money. Maybe I'll get a crack now and then at the at the college football access game. Hey, maybe things will get crazy and I'll have such a good season that I'm going to compete for the national championship. Not going to happen, but everything else I listed is very possible. So, nice contract there. But if you want to hire uh, Lane Kiffin, guess what? Uh, two million. Two million. That's not terrible. And they're really serious about how they're shaping that athletic department. Many years ago, when FAU and FIU was brought in, I think the words potential were really thrown around. The fact that FAU brings you potential. Uh, We haven't seen the potential yet realized with FIU, the way that we're seeing it develop right now with FAU. And there's some direction now to continue that and really make FAU a standout among the community, really turn FAU into the school that everyone in the community, everyone in the area, the region, that's their school. That's their home team. We'll talk about that when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And if you ever miss the show, we've got options for you all over the place. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're in TuneIn Radio as well. Uh, you can find us on most of your podcast catchers. Wherever you get your podcast, you can pretty much find us. And if you can't, let us know, and we'll get it there for you as well. And, of course, the best way to do it is just um, subscribe. If you've got an iPhone, the best place to go is Apple Podcast. Plain and simple. That's where you're going to get everything. That's pretty much the gold standard. That's where we're at as well. So if you've got an iPhone, you can do that. I use also a podcast app called, uh, it's really cool. It's called Overcast. And it works on both platforms, and you can subscribe. It's pretty pretty smart app. You'll like it, I think, if, if you listen to a lot of podcasts. It's pretty good. And... Here's one more trick. If you've got an Amazon Alexa, you got an Echo, you got Alexa, all you have to do is uh, ask uh, Alexa to enable the AnyPod skill and then just ask to listen to the drive with Paul Swan. Just um, go through that skill and it'll pull the pro- it'll pull it right up for you. It's pretty cool. Try it out. Let me know what you think. So one thing that's really important with college athletics is being a part of the community. Why is this important? Now, if you like sports, you like football, then 
your main concern is I want a good team. I want a good team. Now, college is a little different than the pros. Unless you live in a pro city, you've pretty much chosen a pro team based on whatever criteria you've set forth. So if you are a native of Ohio, okay, you're going to root for one of the Ohio teams. Or if you're a front runner, you're going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or if you, I don't know, are a real big front runner, you're going to pick the New England Patriots, right? I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. So it's important to try to attract a fan base. What makes something attractive to fans? You know, why would I invest my time, energy, and money into a team, a sport, a program? What's going to make me excited? And for a lot of people, just because West Virginia is in Morgantown, maybe they're not a WVU fan. Maybe because Marshall's in Huntington, and they live in Huntington or the tri-state area, they're not a Marshall fan. So it's important to try to connect with the communities to maybe get that mindset that, hey, this is your team. This is your team. Uh, We want you to feel it's your team, and we want you to be a part of what we do here. Uh, That seems to be the goal of Florida Atlantic's athletic director, Brian White. He feels that the program should be the main attraction in the area. Now, he doesn't have much competition right now. Um, Palm Beach County, Broward, not much there, not much competition. But they're not dominating, really. They're not dominating the way you would think they would being. They're the they're the big show. They're the main attraction in town, right? So he's taking over. He's getting into the groove here, and he's trying to to really come up with a way to attract people, bring them into the fold. You know, Marshall's gone with this campaign of herd family, and as silly as that may sound. They're trying to convince you as a fan that, hey, you know what? You're part of the family. Yeah, when you're a Herd fan, your family, it, it means more at Marshall. They've used that. It means more when you're a fan here. You're family. And they're trying to reach to you on a level that, you know what? You're not just rooting for a team. You're not. You're part of the family. Support us. You're part of the family. And this is what White is trying to do. In a different way, he said in a, a recent article to the Sun Sentinel that I look at this area and I think FAU is the premier program. These two counties, we're an important piece. We have a great story to tell. We're 1.8 miles to the ocean. We've got a great, beautiful stadium. He's talking about the football stadium, of course, where you can see the ocean. This community has already embraced us, but for us to achieve our lofty goals, We have to continue to engage the community for this two-county area. We have to be the hometown team. And he's trying to generate support, get people who are excited to come out to an FAU game. FAU football is the main focus, but make sure that it trickles down to everything else. So on the one hand, he's got something to work with. Lane Kiffin has brought a lot of excitement to FAU, and I think more people are going to show up. You've got football at an all-time high for FAU. You also have a baseball team that made an appearance in the NCAA tournament. So there's some excitement. They've got a new basketball coach coming in, Dusty May. He's in charge, so they're excited about basketball. 
FAU is really at a point now where they've got something to work with. He said in this article, the, um, the Sun Sentinel, that they have to roll up their sleeves because they have a lot of work to do. They said He said that they have a lot of things that they can get better at, but very comfortable that they're in the right place. Um, the, this place has tremendous potential, he said. Again, we talked about that word, potential. We talked about, until we were blue in the face, okay, why does FAU make sense? Why is FAU a good fit for Conference USA? Well, one of the reasons is potential. And he said in the article, this place can really rise quickly and have a lot of success across the board. He is pointing towards football, like a lot of athletic directors do, probably sometimes to the detriment of the other sports. A lot of athletic directors put it all on football and then hope it trickles down, but still football. A lot of schools are football school. You know, they have great success at football and everything else, maybe not so much. If you're a big enough program, it almost is successful in spite of the, of the football because everything's going to football. But they're envisioning having FAU Stadium jam-packed. People filling the stadium up every Saturday on game day. And they've got a lot to work with right now because Conference USA Championship, winning a bowl game, becoming a ranked team, you get a lot to work with as far as getting people excited. You win a school record 11 games, your first bowl game in 10 years. you got to get the students out, though. That's the big problem, getting the students out. And it's difficult as it is to get students to come out. Depending on your location, depending on your school, uh, some students, um, they go home. Some schools are commuter schools. They come to school and then they take off, and uh, Friday nights they're at the high school game. I've seen this all over the place. They're Friday nights. They're going to go see high school football. Saturday, um, I'm going to stay home. It's that they haven't left that that hometown. They haven't left. They're off to college, but they're they're they haven't left. And you got to get the students to wrap it around their head that hey, your school is playing on Saturday. You, this is your school now. This is this is your team. And so you got to get the students energized. But I like what White is doing. He's trying to get the students involved. Obviously, that's important. But he's trying to communicate with other counties. Um, for example, Coconut Creek, Delray Beach, Deerfield Beach, um, Pompano Beach. Hoping that get them involved as well. Hey, this is your school. And I know that's a difficulty for Marshall because right outside of Cabell County and Wayne County, Putnam County, you're starting to fight for more and more. Canal County, you're definitely fighting. It's it's a fight every day. And you can't look to some of the counties in Ohio and Kentucky as much because, well, you cross the river, depending on which bridge you're taking, you're either in Wildcat land or you're in Buckeye land. There is no getting over the fact that you cross the river into Ohio, it's Buckeye country. You cross the river into Kentucky, it's UK country. And so 
that think the advantage here, FAU, they can they can surround themselves. They can draw that circle I talked about, put around the campus, and start fighting because they've got a, a really vast area to work with. And again, the word potential is thrown out so many times, but they've got potential to really attract more people. And that's what they're saying. This is what White said. He said the more people we get to the game, the more people with FAU part of their lives, getting people to game is going to be really, really important. He added, we had some improvement last year, and we want to continue on that improvement this year. I like to see that stadium full every Saturday. And that's the goal right now, to make FAU football an event on Saturday to the to the community and not just focus on one or two counties. I mean, he's definitely thinking, i got to go bigger here. And that's what I've always hoped that maybe Marshall can do ultimately in the end of the day here. Uh, Marshall's got to go bigger. Marshall's got to go after every piece of ground they can to grow the program. I mean, you've got to make sure that you're taking care of the fan base. If you want to say Cabell and Wayne, you want to call that your home base. You can call Cabell your home base, Wayne your home base. Uh, you've got to reach out to Putnam. You've got to reach out to Mason. You've got to make sure you're, you've got a strong presence in Canal. But I would try to fight for every piece of ground, and I would think bigger. I, I wouldn't think of Marshall as a regional school. I, I would really attack every county in West Virginia and make sure I have a presence and generate some interest in some fans because contrary to popular belief, um, you go other places in the state of West Virginia, it's not necessarily all Mountaineer country. You go certain places, hey, you know what, they're rooting for some Virginia schools. I don't know if you knew that. So there are opportunities to to grow your fan base. I mean, getting back to FAU, they're they're competing with the likes of Florida, Florida State, I'm sure Miami. I mean, South Florida has uh, has grown. Orlando and Central Florida, they're definitely making their presence known. Poor FIU. I, I don't even know what they're doing. Poor FIU. But this is um, – this is why you saw something like their Paradise Pricing get announced this week. They're trying to make sure that if you come to a football game, you can afford to be here at the game. It's not going to break you up. It's not going to be a major expense. You're going to come in. We're going to offer a reasonable concession option for you. So you can come to the game. Ticket prices are going to be pretty competitive, I'm sure. And then we get you in here. You bring some family with you. You bring the kids. You bring the kids. You know what? You can feed the kids. It's not going to break you up to come to a football game and get the kid a soda. It's not going to break it up at your wallet. It's not going to terribly put a dent in your finances to get a couple hot dogs for the kids and some drinks. And if you're a student, you get some nachos. Or was it pretzels? I can't remember, Gabriel. Was it pretzels or nachos? We don't care. We don't care. It's pretzels. Check and make sure you're paying attention this week. Going to take a quick ta- going to take a real quick timeout. We're going to come back and uh, we're going to wrap this up. Get you set for the weekend. It's the drive. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Now back to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. 
Welcome back to the program. Wrapping it up here on your Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Coming back a, a little recharged, rejuvenated. And guess what? The good news is after this weekend, we're just that much closer to getting you back to football season. I know you're excited about that. I am as well. But we will continue through the summer months together. and I think we'll know here soon. I'm hoping it won't go to the last minute, but I hope we know soon the destination for one LeBron James, or at least uh, where he won't be, and that's Cleveland. That's going to be my my big one there. Just the, the next few days, uh, I'm on LeBron watch. Because right now, that's the story I think interests me the most. And I don't think we're going to see anything, uh, again, ever close to what he did with the decision. I thought that was just terrible on his part, and I think he learned from that that mistake as well. But the same time, the LeBron James lottery will begin soon for some lucky team. I mean, he's the best guy in the in the league right now. He's the best player in the league right now. He makes your team better. And if you've got a g- good team to begin with, you've got a team that could make a run and you add LeBron, you're definitely going to see the dividends. Uh, it's going to be an improvement. I think it's still L.A. He's going to be a Laker. So I've got to get used to rooting for LeBron James as a Laker because, one, I am a Laker fan. I am a Laker fan. So Showtime might be coming back. And if that's the case, fine by me. I like it. I'm completely good with that. All right. That's going to do it for this edition. We appreciate you joining us today on The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For those of you listening on the radio side, we've got Pirates Baseball coming up tonight at 640. For those of you on the podcast side, we appreciate you downloading the show. And if you'd like to catch the show anytime and you can't listen to us live, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. You've got TuneIn as an option. You can get us on Overcast. You can also go to the website, wrvc.com. You can download the Anchor app, follow us there. So many ways you want to catch the show, I'll make sure that it will be in your podcast catcher, whatever that may be. For producer Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Good night, everyone. WRVC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.